Okay, let's go back to Malachim Bey's Perech of Dalid. Just want to contrast two things. We finished last week with the reign of Yoyakim. Unfortunately, ended up in disaster. Ruchanetzer came to get him and to kill him, execute him for his rebellion. This time, he wasn't taken alive to Bavel. We spoke in prior weeks about the custom these to have to perhaps keep the kings alive in jail as opposed to executing them. It's a bit unclear in the Mepharshim, somewhat of Machlekes, what happened to Yoachim. So I'd like to first read you a Pasuk in Yirmiyach of Beis, which you don't have in front of you, and then show you the Medrash. The Nevu over here from the Navi Yemio 2, or about Yoachim, just read to you two Pesukim. It's Chav Beis Yudches, L'chein Kayim Ha'ashem El Yoachim Ben Yoshio Melech Yehuda, L'yispetu lo'i hoi achi v'hoi achus. He will die a very horrible death and very not recovered because we will see and there won't be any espedim. He'll be buried a burial of a chamar, not much at all, outside Yushalayim. And the description over here, which we saw somewhat in the Pasuk, in Malachim, it's more graphic here in the Medrash. Take a look at the Medrash on page one. There's a description of the advance of Nebuchadnezzar to come get him. This Medrash describes it about Yehoyachim. There's Yushalmi that has a similar description about Yehoyachim, which we're going to get to very soon. That's Yechania. And it's not necessarily a stira because Nebuchadnezzar came twice, came to get Yoyachim and he got him and then appointed Yechania, Yoyachim. And then when he got back home, his advisors told him, what you appoint the son? You're going to have the same problem with the rebellious nature. And he changed his mind and he came back to get him. It seems to be that both times he stayed a distance from Yishalayim because he clearly remembered Sancheir wasn't interested in coming right now. Uh, the difference will be that Yoachim will either die as he's being handed over or killed very quickly by Nebuchadnezzar, and Yechania will be taken away to Bovel, stay in jail for a long, long time, and somewhat of a silver lining will come out after Nebuchadnezzar is no longer alive and be treated very, very respectfully by Nebuchadnezzar's son at the end of his life. Take a look at page one. It's a Medjish Rabbi in Parshat a safe distance from Yishalayim, and sent his men, planned to send his men. First, the Sanhedrin comes to see him. That's when people moved around, especially people like Nebuchadnezzar. So there was reports that he's coming, and it wasn't a quick flight in the middle of the night, and the Sanhedrin understood that the Chorban was coming, and they sent a delegation to ask him, is this the time? Which is an interesting <coughs> question. It's not up to him. They knew that. Rosh Baruch who is going to decide when the Chorban is, but they 
knew at this point he was going to be the Batchliach. So they wanted to know, are you doing this now? They wanted to know, what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu have planned for the timing? And they asked him straight out. Apparently they knew that he knew that they knew that everybody understood he was going to bring the Chorban, even though he was sort of nervous about actually coming himself. Fascinating. Can you imagine that history means your highness, are you here to destroy the basement dish now? Is this the time? Like it's coming. We want to know when it is. Shows Sanhedrin at least understood what was going to transpire, even though Yehoyakim clearly didn't. No, no, I'm not here for that. I'm going to just be on my own merry way. Just hand them over. It's unclear at this point, and probably will remain unclear, did he plan on originally just taking him to Bavel, putting him in jail, as he will do to Yoyochen, and then he just died because he was pampered and not ready for this, and never made it, or he planned on torturing and executing him on the spot. It could go either way with Nebuchadnezzar, because with Tzitkiyo Amelech, the last king, he will do a hybrid of he will kill almost everybody else and blind him and then take him. So, you never know in Nebuchadnezzar, but he asks him, he asks the Sanhedrin to, to hand him over, to hand himself over. And they went and they delivered the message and they told him, quote, Nebuchadnezzar, boiloch. He wants you. All of a sudden he gets very firm. Kach Eisen. Guys, there's a whole sugi on this in Yushami with Rabbi Echen and Reish Lakish. You can't hand, this is Tunul Anachemikem. You can't just hand me over. I'm not sure what his Havamina was. We don't really have to explain his Havamina because he was a Russian, not very learned, and didn't want to die. So he starts talking and learning. And he says, you can't do that. It's very fascinating, just in the background, uh, with all his power and his rishus and his killing of everybody, and I'm sure Timur Chamim got the brunt of it. Sahedrin is still in control. The Hedrin goes to send the delegation in Vukhanetzar. They hear the message. They're delivering it. They're dictating to the king, how this is going to go over. Which is fascinating. They couldn't dictate enough to tell him or Nebuchadnezzar's request of uh, Tzitkio later on. That wasn't a request. Then he's going to have a full siege. But Tzitkio, who was the tzaddik of the group, had the pressure from his advisors and gave in. So apparently Sanhedrin had the power here the Navi, Yemiyo himself, didn't have the power with the Sanhedrin to convince Sitkiyo to surrender later on. So, apparently things got worse as we will go on. Over here, they're discussing it with him. So he asked them, Interesting passage to quote. He's the Evan, Nebuchadnezzar is the Oden. You can't return of Adam. That That's a din. Discussed him getting. The attacker can't Return an Eved, an Eved Ivri, an Eved Kanani, very restricted circumstances when you can, when you can't, no Shechas over here. He rebelled against the king, and Allah rebelled against the king, and these are Gullah's conditions already, even though this delineates Israel, and you can't do whatever you want, and he's Chai Misa. This case, everyone agrees, both Rebbe and Reish Lakish, that if he's wanted because he's a counterfeiter, the 
example, the Taz in Poland, who was endangering everyone, and going against Dina Machusadina, counterfeiting was considered high treason because you can undermine a government if you start floating $20 bills all over the country, as some regimes are wont to do here in America. The regimes to America, not in America. They just float them. If that doesn't sound familiar, um, we won't uh, talk about them. It's the same regime that's up to everything else. There were $20 bills, $100 bills years ago. The Iranians were accused of this sort of thing. Lamaisa, the Taz says, you got to hand them over. And this was real, regular treason, not hidden very well. They just rebelled against them. They said, we're not listening, we're not paying taxes, and we're free. And they have a chief to hand them over. So, he you can't hand me over as against the din. They give him one famous example. That's stuff in the mouth. Gave instructions to Yoyev. There was a short discussion about this very matter between Yoyev and Sarah Basasha, who was very from Big Tzadegis. And Yoyev came and surrounded the city. She came out and said, Why are you about to destroy the city? That you're harboring a criminal, Shabbat Bichri's here, rebelled against the king, and hand him over. And she told him his head will be here tomorrow. And she complied. And that was the right thing to do because he's a murder Malchus. So. Sajjan so told him we have precedent for this and it's fully within the parameters of Allah, and he didn't think so. It wasn't entitled to opinion. They sent him over the wall, lowered him over the wall. One shita in Chazal is that he died on the way down. By the time he reached the ground, he was dead, just couldn't handle the whole thing. And the other one is this shita. Paile is when he got the Nebuchadnezzar, he tortured him and fed his flesh to the animals and schlepped them all over Yishalayim. Per the Pesach, we started with And he didn't make it above all. The original plan was to bring him there. Didn't sound like that from Nebuchadnezzar's conduct. Over here, he will do a little better with Yechanya. Yes? It's interesting you bring that up. It's a lot of discussion in the international arena. Two different countries come to mind about diplomatic immunity for kings. Is that where you're coming from? I'm not saying it should or shouldn't apply. I'm not taking sides. Uh, but there is no such thing, especially in Yiddishkeit. The king is not above the law. He can't make the laws. He can't amend the laws. He can't modify. He can't get rid of them. He's fully subject to Sanhedrin and their decisions because it's run by the terror. That's why. It's not a democracy, not a monarchy. It's a theocracy. The king has very little power the end of the day. So the answer is a good question and it's being floated now as theory and government and being fought wherever it's being floated. But we have a clear, uh, clear-cut decision on that. The king is not above the law and Sanhedrin understood over here. That's why they're going to ask Nebuchadnezzar, is it time? They fully understood they're in Gullus already even though the Churban didn't happen yet and Nebuchadnezzar is the Shir Hashem and he's in charge. doesn't mean the way he goes about it is right. It doesn't mean he's not a cruel Russian Marusha we're not exonerating what he's about to do. We didn't exonerate the Mitzrayim or anybody else in between or afterwards. But they understand he's the Shliach Hashem and he told Yoyakim before he left, I'm in charge, don't rebel. He's going to say the same thing. Well, Yechanya is not going to get much of a chance. He's going to be king for three months. He's going to tell him, I'm resting you because I don't think you're going to keep this. But he's going to tell Tzitkiel very clearly, don't do what they did, giving you another chance. And that's not going to work either. And the Pasuk will explain why. Because Hashem wants to bring the Kharban. So he almost, almost didn't have Bechira. He had Bechira because the Navi keeps begging him to do the right thing. But 
Very, very difficult Nisayim. But the Sanhedrin recognized that he's a Marba Malchus and Nebuchadnezzar is the Shliach Hashem. So you've got to know when that is true, when it's not true. The struggle over here in the background, which I repeat a few times until the Churban, is that the people, at least many people who were surrounding the king, in this case the king himself, Yoyakim, understood that Nebuchadnezzar doesn't keep his word anyway, and he's a Russian Rusha, and we deserve our independence, and we're not leaving, and we're not letting the base of Mitish be destroyed, whether false nationalism, true nationalism, some from Kaida, Pintaliyid, call it what you want, they're not giving up, and they will fight down to the last man, and that was wrong here. Sometimes it's right, here it's wrong. That's the crux of the Machlokes. In perfect 2020 hindsight, we can explain this very well. When you're there, I guess it's difficult. How are they supposed to know? There's another you walking around, standing up in the shuk and talking to the king and telling them, give up, give up, and if you give up, you will survive. We're going to have it uh, very, very clearly laid out with Tzitkiyo, who had the best chance of actually complying because he was really a good man. We're going to get to him pretty quickly. Over the next, uh, the end of this will probably coincide with the three weeks, not coincidentally, but it boils down to what you think is right and what the Yitzhahar is telling you might be very, very proud as a proud Jew and a very nationalistic feeling of uh, pride for the nation and you can't give in. It's, sometimes it's correct and often it's not. Masada wasn't right and um, the whole thing leading up to Masada wasn't right. Even though some of them might have meant well if you're not guided you're not very firm with a lot of your Shemayim listening to the Navi and to the Chachamim. Chorban Ba'ashayim they were no Navim anymore, but they had big, big Tamir Chachamim who were telling them what to do and what not to do, like Rabbi Yechel Medzaka, yes. So Kriya Shema, if they were Makabal Omar HaShemayim then, then they would have, you know how to raise your hand at the right time. Tragically, it's a difficult Nisayim because by definition human beings don't like to listen to other human beings. And they always have an excuse that, yes, you're the Navi Adar, except for this, you didn't get right. And you're the uh, Zikan HaChachamim, ha, you're the Ad Beistin, you're the Nasi. It's all true, and we love you, but here you're not right. Well, that last sentence is the problematic sentence. <coughs> and Rabbi Yechamezakai had a very unpopular job, held a very unpopular position by saying, Tehmli Yavno HaChamel. I said, what about Yushalayim? How'd you just give away Yushalayim? So unpopular that he was nervous about it. But you know what? You can be nervous and you can be not sure of yourself and you can be worried afterwards and before and during. You've got to make a decision. No decision is not a mahalach. So. What was that? Yes, yes. It was unpopular with the masses and even debatable in the Chachamim. But the godless of Yechamazaka is, he said, I'm the Nasi. Hashem entrusted me with Klai, so I've got to make a decision. And in hindsight, his decision was clearly correct, but it took a while to figure that out. When the Nitziv closed the Vlazhni Yeshiva, the Nitziv and Rab Chaim, that wasn't too popular either. A little English? What's so bad? Better to have a Yeshiva, no? I'm not drawing a parallel to our American style Masiftas, even though one possibly could. That's a good subject for Shavuos night. Not for the video, because it'll be misquoted. But Lamaisa. All the Rashivas in that case chose to close it, seeing the Rashivas. And they didn't look back, even though they were crying and it was tragic. In our, again, perfect 2020 hindsight, that decision created five more famous Yeshivas, which we still have today. 
Hamon Yeshiva. Then it was one century Yeshiva, which had its purpose. But we look back and say, well, because of that, uh, we got the mirror and we got Slabotka and we got. So uh, Hashem is taking care. And there's a promise there will always be a Messiah. These are crucial Hashkafas in the last few prokim of Klaisal's existence in uh, Bayez Rishon. And Yoyakim uh, Bachlal wasn't with the program. He said, you can't hand me over. All of a sudden it became personal, it became about him. And they said, no, Hashem ben Bichri was causing trouble. And Tznul Lanachem became his mutter when he is Chay Misa. And Rabbi Yochanan holds its mutter when they ask for a specific person, even if it's not Chay Misa, because he becomes the Rodev, even though he's an innocent guy. And Rosh argues, and the rest of this set, which we're not going to do now, is the whole... You show me, we'll just see page three, actually. Three and four, just the Rambam. And if we have time, maybe we'll uh, go to five and six when we have time to go into it. Uh, the Mishnah in Trumas talks about it, and the Rambam spells it out in Halacha Hey. You say the Atari Perikei Halacha Hey. Nashim Shamalem Gayim Tunulana Achaz Mikam Venitma Isa Vimlav Nitma Eskuchem. So, right away, is what's the sense of having everybody killed or having everybody attacked? Mazel hand over one person, save everybody else. Pick a straw. Figure it out. Throw the dice. You can't. Yitmu kulam, somebody can volunteer. Perhaps. Probably. Yitmu kulam valyim sulam nefesh achas mi Numbers wise, why does that make sense? The answer is you can't hand somebody over. If they're innocent, then you can't volunteer somebody. Yargu kulon valyimsulahem nefesh achas mi Yisrael. However, im yichdu lahem v'ramu tenulon aplani on aragas kulchem. They specify plani amani. That's a bad name to use around Megillah's worst time. But Ruvain Shimon im hayim achuyev misa kishem membichrin. Here the Rambam seems to pass like Reish Lakish and the Nice Kalim over here, which we're not going to go into now. Discuss why would the Rambam pass like Rish Lakish normally pass like Rabbi Yechonon? Rabbi Yechonon holds if they're miyachad him, even if it's not Chai Misa, once the miyachad him, he becomes the man, even though it's not necessarily his fault. Meishem Yisadaver, and now he's a redif on everybody else because if you don't hand them over, everybody else is going to get killed, or all the women are going to be nitmu. The Rambam passes seems to pass like Rish Lakish that it's only in Yichdu Lev Rambam Tenulan Aplani on Arigas Kolchem Emayim Machui Misa Kisheva Ben Bichri. So the Rish Lakish takes the example Shem Ben Bichri is. Only because he was Chay of Misa, or for whatever other reason, counterfeiting. <laughs> Even that is Allah of Ein which we once saw part of this Togi Shabbos afternoon years ago. Uh, I will hopefully get back to it, but it's complicated. Even that, Ein Marin Kain Lechatchila. Ein Marin Kain Lechatchila. Hechsher. Kli for Echon Nefesh. Machshiri Echon Nefesh. Ayantif. That's complicated also. The halacha of American. Okay, there's a din in Hilchas Yantiv. There aren't many examples in Shas. I'm picking that because Yantiv's coming up. Halacha of American. Well, if we need it for some Yantiv, why is it American? Because it's a complicated halacha. People are not going to understand it. They do more malachas. Yeah, that we understand. What's American? Don't tell anybody, which means don't say it in Shir. Or don't paskin it. Somebody knows about it. So you don't have to stop him. They find out. Here, halacha of American sounds dangerous. The din is. But don't tell anybody. Well, if you don't tell anybody and they don't figure it out, and it's a complicated sugi, they probably won't figure it out, then everyone's going to get killed. How can this be Halach of American? 
That's a very good question. And the answer is something to the effect that over here, the message should be relayed in a way where they're trying to get an answer, but the basic in charge shouldn't say it, but if they're ready to do it, you shouldn't stop them either. Meaning, let them get it done, but it shouldn't be attached to him. That's very unusual. Usually, if we hold the halacha, we're, we're proud of it, and say the halacha, and that's the din. Somewhat similar to the din, the Sanhedrin has a mitzvah to raise, so to kill somebody, Mises Basin, a very rare event, but they don't do it right in front of the Sanhedrin. It shouldn't be associated <laughs> with the Sanhedrin, even though it's the right thing to do. That needs more explanation, not for now. Imeno chayev, and if he's not Chayav Misa, you can't hand him over. That again is right. Shlokish, not Rabbi Yechanan. Why the Ramam goes with a Shlokish over here is debated. A long piece here in the Kesem Mishnah of the Mepharshim. If we have a Klal, but the Klal is not without exceptions. Every Klal has exceptions. And here's the Shailah Sakhans Tafashur. So maybe we have to be a Machmer, not to hand them over. Problem is, it's Sakhans Tafashur. If we don't hand them over, everybody's going to get killed. The numbers don't make sense. Gives you a new respect for Ritzicha. You can't do handing somebody over to Maisa Ritzicha. And unfortunately, the Shaila came up during the Holocaust when the Nazis, in their sadistic approach, asked the Yudnarat to make up lists and hand people over. I'm just handing people and they knew where they were going. And uh, to their immense credit, many of them, some of them, weren't even from yet, but became very from. Didn't do it and knew they'd be tortured and killed, and they were. <laughs> and they were Mason Efish. And that's the din according to everybody. People were innocent, didn't do anything wrong, and they said, Tanul and came and they didn't even give them names. They said, You make up the name, they hand them over. So unfortunately, this came up. Yoyakim was clearly wrong according to either Shita. So I'll show you from this Ramam, the details will save. If you go back to the Pasuk, as I mentioned, there's Yushami that has a similar Misa where. And it'll be reflected in the Psukim. Yo Yochan become king, becomes king, and then Nuchanesser regrets it, comes back for him and says, I want you to hand them over. And here, to Yochanya's credit, there's no debate. He knows the king, the emperor wants him, and he hands him over, hoping, comes to his family, hoping to make a deal and not get arrested and sent to Bubble and imprisoned the rest of his life. And Nebuchadnezzar and his rishus made it sound like, I just want to talk to you, and didn't disclose his real intentions because he's the one who appointed him three months earlier. So, why is he changing his mind? He really thought they were just coming for a discussion of Chazar of the rules and regulations. And then he arrested him and brought him to Bovel. Fortunately, didn't torture him, didn't blind him, just removed him and will appoint Sitkio. All this happens after a mere three months. Let's go back to the Pusik. Again, Pasiches, Perichavdal, Pasiches. Ben Shmones, Reshana, Yachim, Bamalcho, Shlesha, Chadashim, Mal Bishalayim, Vishem, Imoy, Nuchushta, Bas El, El, Nason, Miyushalayim. And we saw the chart 11 years, 3 months, 11 years, and 3 months. That's not a coincidence. We always say the mother, the queen mother, had a very hush of a position. We've seen that. As a matter of fact, we'll see it again soon when he surrenders or goes to discuss it, didn't realize he'd be surrendering. It talks about him, and it talks about his mother, and then the rest of the family. The queen mother was always powerful, and the former king had many wives. It's always important to know which wife it came from, and often decisions were made based on that. And the fact that there were certain queen mothers and grandmothers that became so powerful that caused damage and almost annihilation in Malchus based David, as in Asalia. She was able to get that power, because she started off as a 
queen mother and unfortunately in that instance she went to her head. That's an understatement. This Pasuk were repeated by Tzitkiel also and Lo Harezu Kaharezu. The Pasuk here relying on the Mepharshim and the Sefer Yirmiya. Yirmiya is right here. It's uh, quite a thick Sefer. And as it is the Divrei Yamim, it's a parallel of what's going on, but especially what's going on in the last few program. We will have uh, actually two program from Yemia photocopied and handed out when we get to Tzivke Melach. And this Pasig is just almost a generic description. At the end of the day, he didn't do tshuva, didn't cause tshuva, and did more or less the same thing as Yehoyakim. Was he as bad as Yehoyakim based on the Chazals we have in Perich The answer is no. We know that from Perichelik, from the Messiah, from the Tereshwal We also will know it from the Psukim later, that he will survive his long jail sentence, and he will outlive Baruch Hashem, outlive Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar will have a son who we can't figure out. Talk about it about face. The exact mirror image of his father. And he seemed to be a good guy. I'm not saying he wasn't an Ovid of Azara, but the first thing he'll do First day as king is he will get him out of the dungeon, rise him up, raise him up, and make him almost like a, I can't say an equal, but Pussy says clearly, we'll say, that he'll raise him above all the other kings and give him a lot of covet and give him food and have him dine with him every day. And, well, clearly, fortunately, didn't hold of anything his father did, correctly so. And by uh, the description of Yechania and the Chazal tell us why he was echa to that is that he did tshuva in jail. He had a long time to think about it. He did tshuva in jail. He was able to father the next in line from Malchus Beis David to Bavel. A lot going on there and that needs uh, thought, introspection, and a lot of schusim. So he's not the same. Certainly doesn't have the same ending as Yoyakim. Right now the Pasuk says for all practical purposes... Avoiding the Chorban, not avoiding the Chorban. And nothing's going to change. And it's going to be very short, and next Pasuk he's going to be arrested. It will say the same thing about Tzitkiel. Tzitkiel was clearly many cuts above Yoyachim and Yoyachim. And it's going to say the same thing. So this is one of the cases that you have a Pasuk that tells you the bottom line, the he wasn't listening. And either with Sitkiyo, he's going to have conversations with Yemiyo, he wasn't listening. So Yerasarab and Hashem means he's not listening. That really is what it's all about. Are, are you, at the end of the day, you're better, you could do better. That's potential. Are you listening? Um, they weren't listening. So that's why the Pasuk, but all three, gives a similar description. I believe relying on what it says in Yemiyo and what Chazal tell us about the very big differences between the three. <coughs> Notice again, Nebuchadnezzar himself doesn't show up, doesn't dare show up, despite all his bravado and bravery and riches. And they surround the city. Does he show up briefly here or not? But he doesn't plan on staying and doesn't plan on destroying. So here he works with the bravery just to... Uh, show up, but he doesn't plan on destroying it, which is why he shows up. 
He thinks that he's here for peaceful purposes. He's a little puzzled why he showed up. Who v'imai Yaakov? There's the queen mother again. Vavada v'sar v'sarisa v'ikach aisa melabavol bishnas shmona lemolcha, and he takes some away. Pasigid beis. Take a look at Rashi. Um. Yeah. She. I don't know her to be particularly evil, but yes, she was part of the cabinet all the time. That was the Hashivas. They took her as Kibbutzim would dictate, and as experience and age should dictate, they took her opinion into consideration. Correct. And Nebuchadnezzar uh, probably didn't like her for that reason. Also, take a look at Rashi. He clearly wasn't rebelling over here, and he didn't rebel before. He didn't have a chance. Only three months went by. So what changed here, Chazal tell us, is that Nebuchadnezzar appointed him because he figured he's going to have better Hatzlacha with him, and Yoyakim didn't work out too well, and then his advisors told him, what do you expect from the uh, puppy? They used that lush, and uh, his father didn't do much better, and how do you think he's trained, and what do you think he's thinking? He's going to do the same thing. We'll never know, but he came out to make Shalom, hoping to strike a deal and reiterate the PowerPoints of the presentation of what he should do as a vassal king and a vassal state. And Nebuchadnezzar isn't interested in discussing it. Baruch Hashem doesn't seem to torture him. He just takes him away. Wasn't pleasant. Jail then was not even above ground. Keep in mind, it's a bar in the ground and not necessarily three square meals a day and exercise programs. Not that that's pleasant in any scenario. And he, after arresting him, is going to do some damage, clearly trying to send a message that it's a matter of time, which Sanhedrin already understood. I don't like stopping in bad news in these programs. It's very difficult uh, to uh, not do that. So um, let's go to the Pelliades now and we'll... Uh, We'll continue it. Yes, that was why it was the beginning of the end. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, it's, but there already we know the Pusik not only doesn't say Yasara, it gives him the most complimentary descriptions of almost any king since Chizkiyo uh, and... So that's the difference here. It just gives this v'yas hara Hashem because at the end of the day, it's going to say about Sitkio, it means they, they didn't listen to the message. Let's go to the Peleyates. We're starting a new entry today. A lot more optimistic since it is Kasana season. And that will increase after Shuas. Chassan is the entry. Um, this one is page 219. And anybody have Chassan in there? What page is it in your old edition? Reish uh, Lamed. Okay. There are rules and regulations on what to say for a Chassan, what to do for a Chassan. We uh, recently were discussing the Chayadam who has very strong words for the people doing magic even seemingly even slay the hand at chasnas, trying to mesameh chasnakala. He says, it's an isa deresa, 
and anybody involved aiding and abetting is with over with Meiver and Chetia Machtias Arabim. I don't know how fancy the tricks were in the time of the Chayadim. I don't know if they were pulling, the Ramam describes the sleight of the hand of uh, pulling coins out of ears and throwing up things and making them disappear. It seems nothing changed in a couple thousand years. But he holds it's usher, so remember we discussed this at Shear, Night Seder. Well, no, but the Ramam, the way the Chayadam learns, like the Bach, is that there's real Kishuf, which is an Isser, and then the sleight of the hand, which is Usser, and then there are Chaynim, or Meshach has a Tshuva, and he says he thinks you should be Machmer because the Chayadam passes like that, but he thinks that it's at least a Machlekes, and one of his rise, if you remember, is from Naftali, who ran very, very quickly. He says that's Usser, just because it looks like he's running across the horizon magically at 70 miles an hour. Or Shimshin Agiver. Um, they would have pulled pillars and that, that looked like magic. Well, nobody, nobody regular can do that. So we call that uh, a shimshin. We call it a nace. But Naftali, it doesn't say he was given supernatural powers. He was very fast. So Amesha says that's not slide the foot. That will be us, sir. But he, in the tshuva, uncharacteristic of Amesha, says if you'd ask me, I'd tell you don't do it. If you ask me again, I'd tell you don't do it. If you really push me, I'd tell you I think that there are many stardom will he doesn't advocate it. So, the Peskim, many Peskim say, if it's so obvious that everybody knows that he has no powers and they know what's going on and they see the tricks and they, any kid of five-year-old can be trained to do that. But the problem is a lot of people are gullible and many of the kids and they think, wow, that's amazing. Even when they announce it beforehand. So that's the debate. It's a big sugya. Uh, there you are. And you're not so gullible. There you are. You're pretty intelligent. I, I'm, t- I'm telling you. Nobody believes. People ask me, people who are in the business, how can this be us? It's not us. I'm sure make it. I'm sure it's not so make But there are those I'm and there are many who just go with the Chachmazadim. I'm sure it's somewhere in between. But the ones that tell me, no, it's Pasha, it's Mutter, as everybody knows, there's absolutely nothing to it. I keep bumping into children, adults, many intelligent people. I like to hang around intelligent people because they usually understand Sheer better. And uh, you're one of them. And I hear these comments all the time. He said, yeah, most of them are charlatans and any five-year-old comments, except for a couple of those tricks were really out of this stratosphere. <laughs> I told you the story. Somebody, somebody I know who I thought was normal, um, and, uh, he was making fun of all the other people, went to see Doug Henning, who was in his time the, the best, the best actor, or the best machashev, whichever way you want to say it, and they had uh, people had hundreds of dollars a ticket to see him. And they, it, the audience was all white-collar, Stuff ties, doctors, lawyers, CEOs, hedge fund manager, and this guy who was with them, taking them to a, uh, that's not a hechsher to go to these things, or lack thereof. His assistants aren't always Beis girls, right back from seminary. So that's not a hechsher on the sneers or lack thereof, but just telling you, my sister, he said the audience was all over the place, ooing and eyeing, and he heard them talking around. They said, you know, it's amazing. They thought this stuff was all trickery. This guy's for real. These are like top echelons of intelligent people in society. So, yeah, these mind readers at the Pirche and at the uh, Hanapais don't have any. Uh, <laughs> uh, none of them do. Billam was a Navi. <laughs> we have Navua. <laughs> you must have been at that show. <laughs> you must have been one of the, one of the managers, yeah. Uh, uh, there was Ruch Chavaz Chaim had Ruch Akash, yeah, but that has nothing to do with. Um, yeah, they, Doug Henning didn't have, uh, either did Harry Houdini, who was Jewish and I hope was a Baal Tshuva. Uh, he was very good at swallowing keys 
and trains his muscles to swallow them deep down the throat and nobody can see it so they can check him before he goes underwater. There's a method to all these things and you got to figure it out. I would also be amazed if somebody was sliced in half. I'd like to know how he did it, but I'm sure he was not a Ritzicha, it's one of the Zion Mitzvahs, and I'm sure the person survived. How? I don't have time to investigate it because i got to prepare Shear. So even though I'm preparing Shear on this, it would be nice to say over, but they don't have any power. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you got to write this up. What? <laughs> what? Uh, now? No. No. They can be using Kishuf, real Kishuf, but as I said, uh, by Kishuf, the ones who talk don't know and the ones who know don't talk. So uh, hopefully you won't be visiting any area the ones who really know what they're doing because either you would need Rahman Aslan kidnapping insurance, which we're speaking about at Night Seder now, or uh, you'd be in Tibet and you shouldn't be there for many reasons. So, and I'm not saying they have the powers there either, but the, the average person walking around here does not. So, now that we started and we learned what not to do with a chasna, now let's see what you should do. Amr Abbasainazal, big Indian to the Samea chasna kala. And Chazal say you have to, certainly if you're eating, if you're going to the shmorg, you're going to the meal, and you're having ana, you better dance well, or sing, or be complimentary, or. Make him happy somehow. Speaking of Shuas and Kabbalah Satera, it's pretty amazing. Why? Well, Kabbalah Satera Shuas was a Hasna. That was the original Hasna Kala. We were the Kala. And Hashem was Misameachas. First, we all passed out per yesterday's Drasha. And Hashem took on Hashemas to show us how serious things were. But the rest of it was uh, pretty amazing, and Shavuos is the only Yantiv where everybody holds an Eid Lachem. Machlik is Rabbi Shur, Rabbi Lazar, and Yantiv, the Yachatzi Lachem, Chatzi Lachem. Or you could choose if you're on the Madriga Kulu Lachem and have peanut butter sandwiches, or fast, Machlik is Rishonim, in Rabbi Lazar. You pass like Rabbi Shur, every Yantiv is Chatzi Lachem, Chatzi Lachem. The Gemara comments that Shavuos, everybody's made the Yanid, at least Chatzi Lachem. The less Yantiv you would think that that is the case. And the answer is, you have to be able to show the Simcha. And we're Magusham Dikta beings. Very important to say. That's why we have at night cheesecake and other things to stay up and learn. And Bimakayim the Chatzilachem. And the other part is to show that Olam Hazeh is only Olam Hazeh with the Ruchnius. Otherwise, you're not really enjoying yourself. It has to be blended. Yes? That's interesting. Yeah, that's not the Chag for Shavuos. Also, Lisa the Shavuos. Interesting that the word appears. Yeah, we dash on Lachem for other purposes, but interesting connection. Uh, but it's, it's counterintuitive because this is all Ruchni, it's all about Kabbalah Satera. There's nothing else there. An Esser, at least you can hold it, it smells good. It, uh, matzah, your, your tastes interesting. There's nothing here. Cheesecake is not part of the Dereza. Well, it is now because the Chatsi Lachem. But <laughs> it's, it's interesting that the, the comparison here in the Chassan is it's a very powerful analogy. Whatever he could do in his way to Mesameach the Chassan, the Kala Yasa, Mesameach Chassan. Notice how he keeps talking about Mesameach the Chassan. The women are supposed to be Mesameach the Kala. The Chassan Demelamelach, the Kala Demelamalka Pashtis, but the uh, instructions here are given to the men who, hoping and assuming that the Chassan, when he's happy with Mesameach the Kala himself, he certainly has a chief to do so. What should you do? This, as Apelias will point out, is a little dangerous. You've got to be funny, you've got to be humorous, you've got to cheer him up. He's nervous. 
and you tell jokes, there are parameters in halacha. the less Jokes that are clean, that are appropriate, things that will be fitting for the makam kaddish. You're at a chuppah, a lot of tefillahs, and there's a big mitzvah going on. We stand up for the chassan primarily. He's about to do a mitzvah. Like we stand up for the people, bring bikrim to Yushalayim. This is a, a very halig opportunity. It's not a place for goyish music. Apparently the problems that we have have been around. V'shiri agavim, things that bring up inappropriate thoughts. L'adaber divrei nevalos, and to speak words that are not appropriate. To divrei leitzanus, b'shiri l'samayachasim. You might get a short-term laugh, but as only the Peliers can put it, mata'eles yesh im yesamech leivachasim, if you make him smile and laugh, and he thinks he's having a good time, v'nafsho olov te'eval ba'asher maches izberu. It's not simchas chasnakala if you're laughing and he's laughing, and his neshama and your neshama are crying. So it has to be clean, it has to be pointed to serve a purpose now, not regularly tzanis ongoing, and for the specific purpose of Shem Shemayim to Mesameya Chas It's before the chuppah as well? Yeah, before the chuppah doesn't have a regular din chasen, but we start, some people start even Shemir or the Shabbos before, but... Yes, yeah, there's, yeah. You're, if you're eating at the Shmorg, you better do something. And, and the Kachwamini got the Chuppah, they dance them to the, yeah, to the Chuppah, to the Yichim room, yeah. You're, you're Makayim that, yeah. You're Makayim that over there. But, uh, but uh, think before you eat.